I'll go home at 5, record some podcasts in the evening. I'm good, man. You know that denturist started work at 8? They're not going home until at least, at least 9 p.m. What does a dentures actually do? We can make removable dentures, removable upper and lower dentures, partial dentures, which are can be removable. Some states and some provinces, we can also work on implants. So a unique niche market that's servicing a community that cannot access the prosthodontist on some aspects. Your technician is your lifeline. They can do magic, if we're talking about magic, that you can't see. Whenever we're meeting like the goats of all the different professions in dentistry, the one thing they have in common is they're all really good communicators. I'm sure your work is phenomenal, but you're also an excellent communicator. The younger generation of dentistry needs to realize that the lab is also part of the restorative cycle, if not the most important side. I find life is a string of pearls. You could pursue one of a million paths. Man, I, I want to introduce everyone to the Mark Chan. Heyo! Yeah, the Mark. World. If you don't know who Mark Chan is, you live under a rock. He is Canada's, North America's, the world's top denturist. I like rocks. You like rocks? I like living under rocks. Rocks are good. No, but yeah, man. I'm all right. I, Every I make single denturist I have ever spoken to, I was like, hey, I was talking to my homie Mark Chan. He's like, whoa, whoa. You know Mark Chan? <laughs> the I was Mark like, Chan. I was like, yeah, Mark Chan wears my hoodies. And he's just like, what? You literally know Mark Chan. I was like, yeah, here's his cell phone number. And they're, they're all blown away. How did you become Canada's most influential know. denturist? Live under a rock and make teeth all the time, pretty much. Dude, this guy led the digital revolution in denturism. Yeah. I, I, like, uh, I like denture making, first and foremost. So I guess, you know, the general progression was you learn how to make it in the analog way, and then you progress in the new school way, which is obviously digital. And obviously, you know, we're at ODA today, and digital is trending in all aspects, whether it be CBTC scan, intraoral scanning, but you know, the little topic that is not touched upon is obviously prosthetics. And you know, most dentists that I know, and that's probably why I have a job still, uh, dentures is the yucky, dirty, complicated, I don't understand thing that we know in dentistry. And yeah. unfortunately, or fortunately for me, it's something that I still have to make every day and something that I face every day. And, you know, um, renownedly, I've progressed into digital. And so, you know, I still have really good foundations in analog and that's where I started, um, you know, teaching. And I, I do love making digital dentures, but I also love making things with my hands. And that's where I started. And so my foundations have allowed me to progress my skills, but I never forget that my foundations were in an analog way. And so when I try to show that to denturists, they realize and a lot of the people and colleagues that are on the West Coast, hello West Coast, um, that are, uh, into digital have a really stable foundation in analog denture making. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's something where why it's led the way. It's because people at the same time, not just myself, I'm not just one, you know, my profession as denturism has taken this digital aspect well. Um, Can so I start by asking a stupid question? Sure. What does a denturist actually do? That's a great question, actually. I get that question a lot. Um, a denturist is uh, a removable prosthesis. So we can make removable dentures. Um, this is uh, province dependent. You know, there are some dentures in the U.S. too. So if there's Americans in the audience too, hello. But um, generally, make removables. So removable upper and lower dentures, partial dentures, which are can be removable. Um, and in some states and some provinces, we can also work on implants, like removable over dentures. Yep. You know, you work with some denturists yep. where you're at. And Dr. Ho Young also works with denturists too. Removable over dentures, like locators. So depending on the province and state, we can do a vast majority of things, but mostly uh, above tissue removables and in some provinces we can work you know to fixture or implant level depending on, on your jurisdiction so a unique niche market that's uh, servicing a community that's underserviced and your denturist is your lifesaver no question Why is that? because like 
I cannot work without my dentures. What do you mean by that, Nikki? Like, is it a good collaboration because it's something that, you know, you just like, I do my implant work and now it goes to someone that understands that. I made one denture in school. How'd that go? I cleaned one patient's mouth in school. I scaled one patient's mouth. We have a we have a hygienist. Oh, look at that! Is that yours? <laughs> no, it's Ella's. Oh, <laughs> we have a we have a hygienist to take care of hygiene. We've learned how to do one denture, and we're expected to do one of the most complicated yeah, things like you can do in dentistry, and that's making a denture for a patient, because they're often they are the definition of a dental cripple. Yep. And so we're yeah, it's the end game. There's nothing else after that. So you're dealing with the most difficult patients. So what what do dentures take on versus prosthodontists in terms of like removables? It's a great question. So like a prosthodontist obviously in some aspects can also place implants and does free mouth, full mouth reconstructions and full mouth rehabs uh, like on Crowded Bridge and that's something I can't do. Uh, specifically focused, you know, I also still involved a prosthodontist in my restorative team because there are some cases of dentures that I can't take on TMJ issues. Uh, malocclusion issues I can't manage. So I definitely stay, stay in my scope of practice and that's really important to me. Um, but definitely a prosthodontist can do what I can do too, but also, uh, like I said before, servicing a community that cannot access the prosthodontist in, in some aspects um, in a small community in uh, rural Canada might be something that a denturist thrives in. You know, Neki is in Alberta on a, on a border town and, you know, without a denturist servicing that community, these patients cannot see a prosthodontist, you know. Um, they have to see a denturist because that's what's servicing the community and that's why where we exist and do well, you know. So as a patient looking to get, like, a full set of dentures, Correct. why would I... Like, wh why would I go to a prosthodontist versus a denturist? Cost sometimes, that. but also experience, because like Nagy said, a prosthodontist is also split in what he can treat, right? I'm yeah. specifically focused in denture making. That's yeah. all. Yeah, so that's what I was getting at, which is... But, like, like patients so aren't going to seek out a prosthodontist. Patients will seek out a denturist. Oh, they won't seek out a prosthodontist. No. Like... Well, it depends, a, it a depends on the relationship, you know? Well, yeah, but, like, often, a lot of my patients go right to the denturist before they'll see me. Hey, I, I have my terminal dentition. You know, I have carries everywhere. You know, I just want, I want to get rid of my teeth. I want dentures. They'll actually go to the denturist. And it's a cross-referral. Like, we're part of the restorative network, too. Yeah. So, in, in Enneke's case, it's really awesome. So, a patient will come into my office, let's just say, use me as an example. They have terminal dentition that's all not restorable. And then they'll go to a denturist's office, and the denturist will say, hey, um, unfortunately, your teeth are not restorable. Obviously, uh, you're my referring dentist, Dr. Necky yeah. in this case, will take a look at you and say, yay or nay, but uh, I will be your prosthetic uh, person, and if you need an immediate denture, I'll be making your denture, but as a team, Dr. Necky will be removing your teeth, but I will handle all clinical aspects of denture making. Yeah. A prosthodontist will generally still send to a lab. Most prosthodontists don't have an in-house lab, some do. Um, I have friends that are prosthodontists in the industry and they have an in-house lab, but most prosthodontists still send to a lab for manufacturing. Most insurers do all their lab work yeah. and they also see the patients and they know the step from A to B, manufacturing and clinical. And that's a critical point because as Dr. Uh -huh. Necky said, um, prosthetic making on one side and the clinical side is one aspect, which is very difficult because you're restoring gingiva and teeth. You know, it's almost a full mouth rehab without implants. Everything's moving. You know, and so that's very difficult for, you know, even you to understand as a GP that's doing general practice dentistry. It's, you know, generally we do crowns and we're yeah. in this quadrant space and all of a sudden this is an empty gaping hole. Right. Yeah. And now you have to restore everything. And if you've not been used to restoring this empty hole constantly, how do you have the experience to go from a single unit quadrant dentistry all the way to a full mouth rehab and totally flipping gears? And You're doing really a different. full mouth rehab with, yeah. with said dentures. You know, dentures are basically yeah. the original full mouth rehab. Yeah. So where are you located? Are I mean, you located? Uh, actually, I practice at 416 Dentistry. 
No, so you in Toronto. In Toronto. Why does the name ring a bell? That's Jason. Adonato. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're at work. I'm here talking. No. <laughs> oh, I was like. <laughs> no. no. But, like, the reason I'm asking is because remember Danny when we had her on? Yeah. She's mm. uh, a lab tech. Yeah, yeah. I know Danny. Yeah. She's a good friend. She's oh. good friends with my friend uh, Ruben, who's also a denturist, too. Hey, Danny. Okay. <laughs> I watched your set last week. So, like, you, guys, you, you kind of can be located anywhere, and you can kind of get work from. Correct. Anyway. I mean, de- traditional denture making, and we're going back to the digital side, is uh, my digital skills have allowed me to access clients and, and friends and relationships across Canada and even North America. Um, with denture making in general, in the analog way, you can only work in your vicinity because it's a very product-based thing. You know, this is wax that can melt. So I'm only bound by my boundaries of what you can make with your two hands. And so in general, I'm based out of Toronto, so most of my clientele is Toronto-based, correct, you know, with denture making. Um, obviously, with digital, I can access people like Neki and my friends in Canada because it's no longer a uh, male a model. It's mm. male a file. Yeah. Interesting. You know, and, and that's really awesome. And just like Danny, you're such a good, like, communicator. It's like when, whenever we're meeting, like, the goats of, like, all the different professions in dentistry, yeah. the one thing they have in common is they're all really good communicators. I'm sure your work is phenomenal, but you're also an excellent communicator, which I think probably puts you... I think that's the other side of dentistry that we we kind of forget sometimes. As a lab technician that I talk with other lab technicians, sometimes we get caught up on the bench side and we forget that sometimes there's a patient on the other side. And Danny spoke about that too. And there is a patient behind our restorations. And that's something that I feel like technicians that are successful realize that, you know, they're restorative. And you said that in the podcast, like your technician is your lifeline because they can do magic, if we're talking about magic, that you can't see. You know, they fix the problems that you don't really have the finesse for. And she talked about finesse and teaming with a good lab. And I think that's something as young dentists that are listening to you. I know you service some young dentists listening. You need to team up with a lab that understands how you work, that understands the type of work that you do, whether it be a denturist like me or a a technician like Danny. Um, Not to say, hey, send it to a lab. It's going to be fine. You know, that the younger generation of dentistry needs to realize that the lab is also part of the restorative cycle, if not the most important side, because... Your dentist sees teeth. But, like, I think having a denturist, for me, that, mm-hmm. you know, takes out a lot of teeth, having a good denturist saves my bacon But also so reduces much. stress in your everyday practice, Oh, you know? God. Here's the thing. I go home. I'll go home at 5, record some podcasts in the evening. I'm, <laughs> I'm good, man. You know that denturist started work at 8? They're not going home until at least, at least 9 p.m. Minimum. The hours are that long? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because we, have to, we see They're our patients. They're making their dentures, man. So, like, you see patients, yeah, between 20 true. and 30 patients on a busy practice day. So, they're like clinicians, busy clinicians, taking impressions. You know, we have assistants, too, but we take the impressions, we do the consults, we close the case. And once that's done, the clinical work does not go to a lab. It goes to our hands because we are the lab. So, after hours, we're doing lab work. Yeah. So, the dentures, that's a, what is that, a car inside of ODA? That's <laughs> Beep, beep. <laughs> So do you, you call yourself a lab tech? Is that no, what you call I'm yourself? a denturist. Okay. No, I okay. just talked to, because Daddy is a lab technician. I'm a denturist. Okay. My designation is DD, uh, Diploma of Denturism, you know. And there's actually, speaking of that, schools in uh, denturism, we do need more denturists servicing all of Canada. Absolutely. So, you know, I know we're talking about me today, but, like, denturism in general is, is a needed profession both on the East Coast and West Coast and underserviced immensely. So, for example, uh, in Newfoundland and uh, New Brunswick, there's about 22 denturists. They're all in the 65 range. So in the next two years, there are going to be about 12 denturists left to service the whole province. Yeah. So if you're a young denturist out there or you're working to, for a profession, we need more denturists in Canada generally. Yeah. And I, I truly do not think a dentist can replace a denturist. And vice versa. We're not competing. No, we're a team. Yeah. And so it, it bugs me when I see people that just because they can scan to make a lower denture, 
does not make you, you should. a good denturist. Yeah, correct. Because what, what are you going to do? You're going to do a, a, a full mouth clearance, give them immediate dentures as a dentist. Okay, you don't really know everything. Your lab has made everything. You just scanned the patient, collected the money, man. Now the real treatment planning begins. Did you set your occlusion up properly? Correct. How are you going to balance that? So when the patient bites, this side doesn't lift up. Now you're dealing with grumpy patients. And like Nike said, you know, those patients coming with a whole bunch of issues dentally, but also mentally and physically, Absolutely. financially. Um, that's something that we don't talk about. Yeah. You know, we do have to pay the bills as dentists and dental professionals. And I think having a team member that understands that side of the prosthetic meeting, but also the patients we deal with. You know, most of my patients are immigrant from other parts of the world. Uh, so finances are typically tough. So that's a community that I service, which is underserviced. Um, and this is the same for denturists across Canada. They service a specific community. Like my friends on the West Coast, they service the... Um, the native community, yeah. they go on the reserves, and that's an underserviced community that also needs dentures, which is not generally thought about in that's dentistry. Right. So, you know, they, I'm not saying triage dentistry, but you know, you can't do the vast majority of dentistry because so many patients need to be seen. Yeah. We, I, I know we're almost at time, but yeah, no problem. Um, it's, it's interesting because we do a lot of like I, what we call IPE in dentistry, which is like interprofessional education. Correct. And we work with like physiotherapists, doctors, whatever. Is dentism part of that? Well, what just blows my mind is it's, it's like, not. We don't even know the people in our own profession we should know. Yeah. And for the first time to. at ODA, we actually got our, our designation on the registration. Because so I it's don't a success. Like what? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the first time, so it's a success for dentism. So shout out to my association for doing it. But interprofessional collaboration, if we're you know wrapping this up, is something that I believe strongly in. Not only as a denturist, but as a denturist, I stick in my lane doing dentism. But we should talk. Like we're having a conversation at yeah. this table today. But this is a conversation that needs to expand to dentistry in general. Is this different in Alberta? No, it's it's the same. Dentism no, is generally. If I set up a new practice in in Toronto, okay, the first person I'm reaching out to is a denturist. My very first. And I appreciate that when our profession appreciates that. My goodness. It is a valid point that you say, like, is that something that I wish and my hope from this podcast is to say, hey, I'm here as a denturist, you know, not as to take dentures away from dentistry. No. But in a sense, like, to have interprofessional communication as a profession to know that we exist, to know what we do. Because you asked and you started this lecture, hey, what do I do? Because you wanted to know. I'm almost done school and I still had no idea what a denture is. Well, now you know. And then, like, you know, now we've, we've met and, and if you'd like to know more, you know, obviously I'm here and... That's something that I, I, that's why I'm on the educational circuit because I think patients also need to know, but also professionals need to know, you know, and I think that's valid and important because a dentist graduating school needs to know like, hey man, I don't know anything about dentures. That's yeah. okay. You can tap into a whole profession that's denturism. What are the other things you need to know? Denturist, lab tech, what else? Like when you're starting a practice? Like, yeah, when, not starting a practice, but like you should, well, yeah, sure. When starting, like when you start to practice, like who should you, you know? You need, you need to build your network. Build your restorative cycle. Yeah. You know, what's part of your restorative cycle? So what cycle? are the other big ones? Lab tech, dentures. Your specialist. Yeah, part specialist. Of? So like, you know, prostodontist, endodontist. Yeah. What else? Perio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Surgeon. So I just, you know, what I, what I struggled with when I first started and dentrism is I didn't know where I fell in a restorative cycle, mm. you know? Yeah. And now speaking with younger dentists and, and even younger dentists that are curious about what I do, it's nice to hear that you're open and, and even curious to what I do, you know, as, as someone that's, you know, soon to be. And, and that's really important to me. And I, I really appreciate you having me on because I, I really do believe that dentrism has a place uh, both in Canada and we're very strong in the Canadian market, specifically to Canada. We have the most dentrist worldwide in Canada. Yeah. Oh, man. And like... I would I, I would refuse to do an implant case without a denturist. 
I wouldn't even consider it. I've had so many people come to me. They're like, you do Class the My classmates, actually. Yeah. yeah. They work with you. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm not doing it without a denturist. Ho Young, same thing, man. Yeah, same thing. Ho Young values his denturist, yeah. and he has a very deep relationship with his denturist. And yeah. I feel like uh, tapping into that knowledge and restorative cycle is something that a young dentist out there in you know, dentistry land and dentistry limbo, you could say, yeah. just starting or, you know, just feeling their way out and know that we exist in their profession. And I, I'm, I'm really happy about that. Now, here's the crazy part. I know we've talked a lot about, like, what denturism is, but, like, we, we I don't think either of us, including me, I, I've seen what Mark can do. I don't appreciate how detailed Mark can get and how advanced he's taking this digital field. He mm. is pushing boundaries within denturism that, that is not happening in dentistry. And he's educating this whole profession of denturism. But dentistry to, too. Yeah, you know, dentistry and dentistry too. too to sw- make the switch from digital, or sorry, from analog to digital. I know that's, that's, of course, that's what we see, scanners and everything. But imagine doing everything digital and then hitting print. Or mill. Or, or mill, but like you're setting up your occlusion. You're doing your yeah. entire full mouth rehab. I was, he was showing me his computer files and everything. I'm like, man. I went over and we yeah. set up your printer and stuff. And, and I'm like, how did you learn any of this? And he's just like, trial and error, man. Trial and error. Trial yeah. by fire. School and then, of hard and knocks. Then now, and then now he's literally taking an entire dentures and profession on his back. And how old are you? Uh, like 30, what, 34. Whatever. 34 years old. And the world man. knows who Mark Chan is. And he's not just a denturist. I am. That's, no, no, you're not, man. I appreciate that. Dude, this guy used to make masks. Like uh, special masks. effects. Oh, I, speaking of digital, actually, the, my other world is I work for like Netflix and Amazon. I do special effects prosthetics using yeah. dentistry. So I 3D print Come prosthetics on. for, yeah. yeah, and I do face scanning tech. So I use a lot of the digital dentistry stuff for prosthetic making and, and that's another day, another yeah. conversation. I like, mean, like all the crap you see on Netflix, he's making yeah. it, man. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm like, dude, we're getting. Is he buying my bone right Chan, now, man? Yeah. No, this is why I love this podcast because I would never have the opportunity to, to do meet. this. Yeah, yeah, we would have never, never met, to be honest. So yeah, I appreciate you. Thanks for all this yeah. awesome work. And man. you know how great of a guy he is. He lives in Toronto, right? Yeah. He freaking flew to my office in rural Alberta. Just so he can set up my and, my I, and we did printer. a small lecture for denturists. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. then I'm like, I brought all my denturists. I'm like, Mark Chan's in town, y'all. Mark Chan's in town. And they all came. We, yeah. we we did scanning on me actually. Yeah, with the scanner you just bought. Yeah, that was really funny actually. It was yeah. hilarious. And we like stayed up till like eight nine o'clock and yeah. we just sat in the room scanning teeth. Totally, man. <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Yeah, and yeah. you use it now. I use it all the time. Oh, we're, we're running low on. Oh my God, there there's Karen. Hi, Karen. That's a. Uh, my dental hygienist I work with, she's filming. <laughs> you guys can't see it. it's behind the camera, but uh, being yeah. all awkward now. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's amazing to have you, Mark. You're you're a, a true gem for denturists and dentists everywhere, and, and I hope you continue to be that advocate. Yeah, I hope to have be on again. Yeah, man. this is a lot of fun. I really you appreciate your time. You haven't even seen his magic tricks, man. Well, that's another time. Another this guy day. will yeah, yeah, blow you your mind away, man. But anyway, guys, thank you. Appreciate your time. Hello, land over there, and <laughs> behind the camera, and she's taking a photo now. Let's be oh. awkward. Asian time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's wicked. Thank you so much for <laughs> uh, coming out, Mark. All right, take I care, guys. You, buddy. See, see you around. See Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Hi, I'm Do- Neki. Is that what's a up, sweater? Man? Yeah, dude. Dude, it's the Hi, I'm Doctor sweater. Oh, dude, I see you got yours on too. Looking sharp, bro. Dude, where'd you get yours from? Uh, it, it was super easy, man. I just went on to our website, www.hiimdoctor.com. That's H-I-I-M-D-R.com. We have a website. We must be raking in cash from swelling, selling these sweaters. 
Dude, we are killing it. I mean, if, if that includes losing money on every single sweater that we make, I, I think we're doing really well. Yeah, Neki and I are donating all proceeds, which is zero, to charity because we are losing money. <laughs> we're, we're, I, I wonder if the charity will pay us. I think I think we got something here, man. Let's, let's keep on <laughs> let's keep on losing money on every sweater. All righty, guys, go check us out. Hiimdoctor.com. Let's see ya.